This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Welcome to the MarketScale EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're sitting down with Julie Garcia. She's the Program Manager for Instructional Technology at the San Diego Unified School District. Julie, welcome. Thank you. So before joining San Diego's Instructional Technology Department, you spent 20 years as a seventh and eighth grade math teacher. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced then as a uh, math teacher to middle schoolers? Well, motivation, I think, is a (laughs) a key component when working with middle school students, Uh, especially by the time, you know, they get to middle school, their experiences in math um, have not always been positive. And there's been that mindset that sometimes even started with their parents at home, you know, I was never good at math, or I just can't do it. So a lot of the challenges coming in um, were students just not feeling like they had the skills, they didn't like math, they weren't motivated to do math. And then of course, you have the varying levels of, of achievement, right? So some students may still be at a third or fourth grade math level, where some are a little more advanced and maybe beyond the seventh or eighth grade level. So It's certainly a very uh, diverse group of students um, needing a little bit of structure along with a little bit of fun. Well, certainly that is a challenge because you're meeting people where they are and they're at different levels. And that kind of relates to a little bit of the professional development that you do uh, there at the school district because people have different levels of understanding for technology. So when you first joined that instructional technology department, uh, how mature was the, the technology program? And then what challenges did you see right, right off the bat? Well, I was part of the educational technology department as a resource teacher. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of challenges there in that our district spent a good amount of time really just trying to get the equipment out to schools. We had the interactive displays in the classrooms, the document cameras, the teacher laptops, and student devices. So a lot of our work was just trying to get teachers to understand how to use them, how students might use them, and and so on. Now with our new instructional technology department, we're more aligned to the curricular work in the district. And that variability with uh, resource teachers, curriculum writers, and teachers in our classrooms is a definite challenge. But what we try to do with our professional learning is offer varied entry points to the technology. We give uh, a lot of our work right now, we are actually writing curriculum for teachers. And embedded in that curriculum is choices for technology. So it could we could say something like you have this choice for students to express their learning or you could create a video using this particular tool. So with the variability of teachers levels of competency in using technology, we provide choice and option where where teachers feel comfortable dipping in and trying things on. 
Now, the the choice for students to be able to use whichever technology uh, device or platform that they choose, is that sometimes limited by the teacher's own understanding of that platform? Well, at this point, we only provide one device for students um, as far as what platform they can use because what we purchase for the classrooms is what they have accessible to them. But certainly, when you talk about technology in general, most of our work in working with teachers is trying to relinquish that feeling that they need to be in control, um, that they need to understand how to use every technology before they can use it with students. For example, we just um, installed over 1,100 um, box light display boards this past summer. And uh, I can't tell you the number of teachers that have actually learned to use the boards because their students have come up and worked with them um, on the tools and the interactivity and, and really how to use them to their maximum potential. So if we can show teachers that they can actually be partners with their students and let go a little bit of that control, um, then both students and teachers benefit with the technology being used. Well, and I think that's a great example because, uh, you know, I think some teachers may be intimidated by the idea of letting their their students uh, teach them how to use a technology, but uh, uh, but that would be you know a phone or an iPad, a um, a box light uh, you know display is something that a student does not inherently know how to use. They may have a better base of of understanding the technology uh, generally behind it, but it, it's not like you know it. it you know, trying to, uh, trying to teach, uh, again, like I said, you know, this something that seems so like an appendage of their hand. I mean, they're both learning together. And I think that's, uh, that's probably a, a precedent center, uh, setter for, for the district in, in terms of you want people to learn together and learn however they feel most comfortable. And so that's sometimes a very hands-on approach, right? Absolutely. And, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of work with um, culturally responsive teaching in our classrooms with how we're connecting with students. And with that comes, you know, sharing your metacognition. What are you thinking? How are you as a learner? Are you vulnerable? Do you model this vulnerability for your students? And if we can really work with our teachers to to take that step and say, look, I'm learning this too. Let's learn together. You know, it really builds that um, culture in the classroom, um, shows that teachers are lifelong learners and not those that just know and understand everything and are there to give students information. Um, so the more opportunities we provide for that kind of collaboration and uh, learning between the teacher and students, it, the better. And that's why uh, when we work with teachers, we try to, you know, we teach them how, if you don't know how to do something, how are you going to find that out? How can you research it? How can you ask for help? How can you open yourself up to be a, a learner in your classroom? Absolutely. I think that's, uh, th that's a great attitude to have. Uh, you mentioned the, uh, the box light uh, displays. So, I mean, kind of uh, describe what that, uh, that classroom in the San Diego School District, that technology integrated classroom, what does it look like? 
Well, we've, um, this is our first year with this particular brand, but with the, the box light displays, um, there, this provides a lot of potential for interactivity with students, teachers, and the content that they are presenting. Uh, because it's an interactive board, you might walk into a kindergarten classroom and see students creating an online book. And uh, as a class, they're on the rug and they're talking about what pictures might they put in the book, what drawings, and then students are actually coming up to the board and contributing to the content of that book by drawing or uh, selecting an image. They're, they're actually co-authoring their own content as this kind of collaborative project or activity together. As you move up the grades, you'll see a lot of, um, say, math teachers that are able to uh, you know, have their students see uh, their content sitting in front of them, the teachers in the front of the classroom, drawing, annotating, um, you know, engaging with the content. And then in the end of the day, they can save those documents, they can save those notes and post them to their class website for students to go back and refer to later or for students that might be absent. Um, the board's uh, box light also has the unplugged capability where the teacher can project student work up on the board and students uh, can see what other students are working on. And it's a great way to highlight and showcase the work that students are doing, either students that are working towards proficiency or mastery or students that have reached it and have surpassed it and can serve as a model for other students in the classroom. I imagine you would have been able to put great use to these boards when you're a teacher, uh, probably showing uh, showing the work. I, I, you know, when you're describing those uses, I imagine, uh, you know, putting uh, a student's work up there uh, in one that they have shown their work, and then you can kind of exactly pinpoint where they've gone wrong in the math, right? Absolutely. In fact, I did have, I had a different brand of, uh, we didn't have the box light at the time, but I was able to pull up student work. We could pull up, uh, if a student was describing or writing about a math problem they solved, I could have students come up and highlight and annotate over uh, academic vocabulary or do error analysis. Um, what was exceptionally good to do was uh, jump on tools such as uh, Desmos, you know, online graphing calculators or GeoGebra. Some of those um, visual tools used for learning mathematics and I, I could freeze it. We could draw over the top. I could draw arrows that point to things I want to stand, stand out for the students. And then you can, you know, take screenshots or document and pull all of that into um a document or somewhere that can then be used later for the students as a resource. So it, it, it also serves in really capturing learning and um, helping students have resources to go back to later. And like I said earlier, if they're, if they're absent or, or weren't there for the lesson. I'm not familiar with GeoGebra. <laughs> Tell me what that is. So GeoGebra is, um, it's an online math tool where you can actually build shapes, you can build 3D shapes, you can do transformations like reflections, and it, it really gives you a way to virtually manipulate shapes and work with a lot of mathematics, um, kind of the stuff, uh, you know, that you might see in a manipulative or 
you know, sometimes when you look at geometry type problems in a textbook, they're very flat and stagnant. Imagine taking some sort of a prism, being able to change the height of the prism and the width and rotate it to see a different view. Uh, it really helps on the students see, you know, what it looks like in, in real life. And it really is an amalgam of geometry and algebra, right? Yes. Okay. I thought it was going to be a whole other branch of of algebra that I, I was going to have to go back to school for. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, um, what are some of the uh, the questions, I guess the most frequently asked questions that you get from, uh, from teachers when you're explaining the technology, uh, how to use it, best practices? I guess, you know, what are, uh, let me pick your brain as, as for what are some of the questions that come up a lot? Uh, you know, for our department, we, it, it's, it's, there, it's varied. Uh, some of the questions we get are, you know, I want to do this with the device or I want to do this in this lesson. What tool can I use, right? I want to create a video. What am I going to use to create a video? And we can provide suggestions, you know, what, are, what is the outcome of your lesson? In a lot of cases, uh, we're still in a position where teachers are just really figuring out how to use the technology. Um, We've been used to using technology, you know, say, oh, you finished your math lesson or you finished your English essay. That's great. Go back and play this game. Mm -hmm. Or we finished this chapter in history. Let's go make a PowerPoint or let's make a keynote about everything that we've learned. Right. Right. And so our goal is not to have the technology be that end project or that thing you do when you finish your real work. Almost nearly our an goal afterthought. Yeah, our goal is to have it be built into the lessons to really transform the way students learn. So when you you think of what teachers are asking and what their needs are, some teachers were still trying to get them to understand how that technology should be a part of the daily lessons and the interactions and the daily assessments and and how it just should be fluid with with the learning that goes on every day. So it's kind of a, um, we, we have many, many, I mean, with so many, San Diego Unified School District is so large. Um, we have teachers at so many levels. So a lot of our teachers just are still trying to figure out how to ask those right questions. Um, we've seen a lot of success with the STEAM program that we're currently working in. And about uh, almost two years ago now, we got, we were invited to collaborate with um, a new STEAM program that was aimed at kindergarten students with the idea that one year would be kindergarten, the next year kindergarten and first. And the idea was a bit of a project-based learning, real world, um, really engage these students so that they stay engaged in school and hopefully prevent some of the dropout and problems we see in middle school. So the idea of starting young. So we started with um, these resource teachers and, and, it, and it was just around, you know, let's, let's write some curriculum. And I said, yes, let's do it. And our team became basically co-authors with these curriculum writers. And we are seeing so much success with this model uh, because the the activities are built into the lessons. And so teachers receive daily lessons, and it might be something like, hey, 
um, after students explore and build something with Lego, have them do a video reflection in Seesaw or have them create in Book Creator a summary of what they learned during the week or today's lesson, have them summarize a page in uh, their Book Creator on what they learned through animal habitats. So we're really taking these technology tools, building them out for the teacher, providing resources for the teacher, as well as professional development for the teachers. But the teachers can see day by day where the technology fits into these STEAM lessons. And we're actually starting to see some of those experiences spill into the language arts curriculum and the math curriculum. So some teachers will be contacting us and say, wow, I really, really enjoyed using Flipgrid with that STEAM activity. Can, I, I want to I do it with my number talks in math. So when we work side by side with the uh, curriculum writers, uh, that's where we really see um, the, the increase with technology use. Do you think the difference maker was the fact that you were co-authors with the curriculum makers being that you were... Uh, you know, a teacher there in that specific school district, so you understand the level that they're coming from, the uh, the the challenges that arise, and you are kind of able to uh, custom create something like that. Absolutely, um, being side by side with uh, with the writers, uh, we would go out. You know, if we were to write a lesson, we'd be able to go out and try it in a classroom in one of our in one of our schools. Um, it was just um, having that that side by side, you know, opportunity to understand what, you, you know, to to. I, I think if you successfully integrate technology, you start with that end goal. What is it I'm trying to accomplish, and what are the strategies and tools? that are gonna help me get to that objective. So when we sit with curriculum writers, we can say, let's come together, let's agree on an objective. And what are the things that students are going to do that will get us to that objective? And as we can talk through things like, wow, students can participate in interactive writing using Book Creator to help solidify their understanding of weather, right? And so uh, it, it becomes part of those strategies that meet that end objective and being part of the entire process of looking at the goals, looking at that final product and those strategies. And like you said, fully understanding our audience, our teachers, um, it, it's been quite successful. We've also been very lucky um, in that our department is an integral part of the professional development for these teachers. So uh, the district has provided some funding for STEAM teachers to come and be trained. And so not only are they being trained in next generation science standards and phenomena-based learning, they also get a chance to try on the tool as a student. And then our department follows up with, okay, what does this look like from the teacher end? How might you facilitate this in your own classroom? And then my resource teachers can go out and coach teachers as they actually try these skills and strategies and tools in their classroom. So it sounds like you're kind of reverse engineering or, um, or to use a, a math analogy, kind of solving for X, or is that, a, is that even a correct analogy? 
Um, kind of, because when I think <laughs> you, you solve for it, look at like I'm like, well, from the math teacher, I'm not. No, um, I, I know. I, here, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm gonna push back a little on that one. Is that when you yeah. solve for x, there's a there's different ways to solve the problem. You know, you might be right. There um, might be different ways to solve the problem, but um, we. And when I think of solving in a problem, I think there's one way to solve it. And we really try to provide our teachers with choices and options. So the final project that they might work on to show their learning of weather or, um, you know, uh, app development or, you know, coding or natural disasters, you know, typically will provide options. You can do a seesaw video reflection or you can students have have students do a written reflection or you can have a class conversation. So we do provide choice for tools and uh, types of technology that teachers can use. <laughs> Thank you for indulging my, <laughs> my analogy. <laughs> well, as we uh, start to wrap up, um, as far as advice for other school districts who are looking to integrate more technology into the classroom, uh, what challenge would you say is often overlooked that you would advise them to to pay attention to when they're when they're looking to integrate all of this? Hmm, I'm not really sure if it's a challenge, but something that I've really learned uh, from my experience is that when I was in the classroom, I was a I was a teacher, I was a math teacher, um, but I was really passionate about technology. And I thought that technology was it. Like, how could other people not integrate technology? How could they not feel it was important? Like, that was my passion. And in, in, this, per, in this job where I'm at now, I'm finding out that when I meet with the math department, well, math is their passion. And history, you know, that's their passion. Technology is not necessarily their passion. So you have to really understand and, and teachers as well, right? I, I feel like teachers should just love technology and want to use it, but that's maybe not on their radar. That's not what they're interested in. So when you're wanting to make a difference and make a change, it first starts with building relationships with people, building relationships with departments, getting to know your content people. What are they all about? And value what they bring to the table. What is their passion what are they into? What drives them? And then really look for how what you have to offer in the area of technology supports that. So that way you're coming in with, hey, I'm, I'm here to help. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to tell you how to do things different. I'm here to show you that what you're already doing really well at could be better with technology. And so if I were to give any advice or suggestions, it would just be, you know, reach out, build those relationships and build on what people already do well. I think that's uh, an excellent uh, piece of advice uh, because, you know, in, in our EdTech podcast here, you know, we, we discuss this a lot and there is often that challenge of uh, maybe a, um, a friction between uh, teachers and technology because they're not familiar with it. And so that's one of the best answers I've heard is, is to be able to play on the fact that, you know, math or history or, or English, those are their passions. They have a passion for teaching that. And so if you approach it as not just, okay, you've, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to be able to integrate 
uh, you know, 25% of your lesson plan, you know, with technology. No, it's more of a, I'm going to be able to help you do what you already do well, even better. I think that's a, a fantastic approach. So uh, Julie, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. And that does it for today's Market Scale EdTech Podcast. Until next time, I'm Shelby Skirhawk. <laughs>